Welcome to the Abundance Matrix Underground Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I've worked as a mentor, teacher, and content creator for empaths, intuitives, and entrepreneurs for close to 10 years. With over 2 million views on YouTube, I've spent the last five years specifically teaching empaths how to stop sacrificing their authentic creative desires, include themselves in the equation, and thrive. I believe empaths are the center of creative expression on this planet, and my purpose with this podcast is to spark your psychic desires and connect you to a deeper understanding of your human tech and its pivotal role in creating heaven on earth. We are all psychic, and as we heal our psychic intimacy with ourselves, we heal it with each other and enter into a new golden age, a renaissance. When empaths become sovereign in their creative power, we break the psychic bonds of mimic that have been on this planet for thousands of years and anchor in the infinite potential of humanity's creative urge. I call this the Underground Podcast because I believe this conversation thrives when it's shared by word of mouth. I don't rely on fancy marketing techniques or ads. Instead, I want this podcast to grow organically through people like you sharing it with the people you believe it would resonate with. Because of people like you, my podcast was in the top 10 most followed and most globally shared in 2022. So thank you so much for my first year. I feel so grateful for all of you guys. I know that together we can grow deeper into our human tech, break out of mimic and take back our sovereignty as creators. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's jump in. Hey guys, it is November 18th at 2.22 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I just happened to pick up my phone and it was 2.21. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait till precisely 2.22 just because it's my number to begin recording this. And this particular reading is going to be in several parts. So this intro part is going to be a general reading for 2024, which is not what I was expecting when I tuned into this. But there was sort of an overall message that came through. And then there was four separate messages that came through for four different groups of people. And I also think they all sort of interweave and ultimately connect to the heaven on earth grid. So there was so much, a lot of this has been coming through for a while, but as I tuned in and got really specific about just the energy, the archetypes, the actual grids, what's happening on the grid, what we're doing as heaven on earth gets sort of connected in our collective neural network, that's what the pine tree wanted to bring through. So um, for those of you who are listening to this general message for 2024 on my podcast or my YouTube channel, this is actually a, a reading that I was pulling through for my YouTube membership. And this month, the month of November and December, we're going to be focusing on the pine tree. And so I've been sitting, hiking with pines. It's snowed here. So I've walked through snow and it's also still so beautifully fall. And I've been really just experiencing the clarity in the air when I'm in the fresh pines. And I've been asking for the assistance of the spirit of the pine to come through and help assist me in bringing through this message. So I originally thought that this was just going to be a reading for the YouTube membership. But as I said, 
as I said a minute ago, when I started tuning in, I realized there was like four separate messages that wanted to come through. So this overall message that I'm sharing publicly with everyone is the message that came through for 2024, specifically for empaths and even more specifically for empath entrepreneurs. And I'll get more into what I mean by that because a lot of people who I'm talking to will say, oh, I'm not an entrepreneur. So don't let that <laughs> deter you from knowing this message is from you, for you. But specifically, that's um, sort of the overall message that the pine really helped assisted me in receiving. And I didn't realize that I needed, I, I didn't even realize what the pine was actually doing until I tuned in and asked. And it had something to do with clearing the psychic ley lines, the psychic highways, so to speak, the psychic energy, because we're, we're in such deep psychic warfare. And collectively, we don't have psychic etiquette because we haven't understood the power of our thoughts and we haven't included our psychic technology into the equation. And I say psychic very intentionally. I know that word is loaded, but we are all mental psychic beings and we have our thoughts and our beliefs that come from that space create reality. So it's important that we begin including in the equation the psychic part of what we are and start bringing in language for that. So I'm going to just relay this overall message that came through as the big picture. And then at the end of this, I'll talk about the specific archetypes and groups that came through for for the more detailed aspects of the reading. And I did it like a pick a card reading, but there's no cards involved. It's just crystals. I really felt called to bring my, I often um, go hiking with my crystals and clear them. But I specifically brought them hiking with me a couple times as I was bringing, just tuning in for these messages, connecting with the pine and just being in nature, which always helps. And I felt like each of the crystals that I brought represented one of the messages that wanted to come through. And so I specifically um, filmed them as well. And so how the second part of this message will go is it will be you just choose which crystal you resonate with and it'll be on the screen you'll see them you're probably seeing them now and so just pick that crystal then there'll be a timestamp, and you can go directly to that message that I channeled and particularly that crystal along with the pine the essence of the pine and the spirit of the pine tree helped bring through the message helped clarify and really bring it through so it was pretty fascinating so um with this overall message, which again, I didn't expect it to come through, but it was like I, when I was hiking, I pulled a card for 2024 because I was asking like, what is the message that wants to come through? What am I, as a channel, what am I meant to bring through? Who am I meant to speak to? What's important? What's the most important thing I can tune into? And I keep hearing that witness, particularly of, I'll call them for now, empath entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that know they're meant to anchor in their craft and allow their craft to support them and that their craft is deeply connected to their tech and part of their tech is relational technology it's part of your gift it's part of our gift and it's deeply needed right now but the trick here and for those of you who've been following for a while you know I keep saying this the trick for for the empath in this time is to include themselves in the equation. And so that means rather than moving from or even investing your gifts from this space of I'm here to help 
or I'm here to solve or fix or um, even be an example. Although I think that's probably the closest to the truth. An example on how to live from your urge, but we can't live from our creative urge if we're not actually being directed from our creative urge. And this is where we are dissolving these little mini and micro shadow contracts that we've had with lack, with the belief that there's not enough or we're not enough and that we have to sacrifice. So as we are dissolving those contracts, we're realizing, oh, a lot of the, what I thought I wanted or the desires that I had to help people not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was coming from a place of believing there wasn't enough. So when we know there's enough and we know that we are enough, so it's also not coming from that place of believing that we're not enough, so we're trying to prove something, then what do we urge for from there in our creative technology? What are we truly urging to create, to be engaged with, to give our energy to? This is where we are, we have been, I believe, clarifying and fine tuning and honing in on what is our true creative will. What do we will? Because what we will into being will be, our will be done. And that is part of our inalienable right that's God given that cannot be taken that we actually have a creative choice. We, we get a creative vote in our lives and how we respond to life how we show up with life, how we engage with life affects how our life goes and what beliefs we choose to act on and invest in affect how our life goes. And so we're, we've we've been understanding that for quite a while and we've had all these teachers throughout the times teaching this over and over and over again. And I think we're starting to, we've hit a critical mass point where the momentum is picking up in the favor of all things are possible. Because once we break a barrier, just like when people break records, the four minute mile, for example, never been done, never been done. And then once somebody does it, a bunch of people do it after that, because that's how powerful belief is. If we believe it's possible, then we will give it the time of day. If we don't believe it's possible, we won't. So something really powerful is shifting here. And what matters, I keep seeing this essential component to the equation of what happens in humanity. And that is how each individual person lines up to their grid, how each individual person responds to their fear and their uncertainty. And we know that emotions are contagious. We know that our state of being is an influential and that how we are being can determine whether we have a clear <laughs> clear thought and therefore can make wise decisions or whether we're clouded and our judgment is um, compromised because we're seeing things through narrow lenses or through the just through the belief and the experience of lack and trauma. So I believe we're really getting upgraded here and there's been so many impacts and I'm assuming you're one of them. Um, That's who I'm speaking to. The impacts that have been kind of doing this work for a while, I would say the last decade really and more for many, but especially the last decade, I feel like there's been this really powerful momentum in the realm of deep, deep healing and breaking free from old constructs that were rooted in lack and fear and uh, allowing ourselves to get free from belief systems and ideologies that 
that kept us in the victim aggressor savior paradigm or kept us in a place where we had, where we believed we had to prove that we had worth instead of knowing innately that we are worthy and that we have worth. So this, this group of people, this kind of wave of people, I believe that have been anchoring this in for a while are about to step into a new expansion with that, a new stability, I guess, in that resonance of enough. I'm enough. You're enough. There's enough. We are enough. That we're stabilizing a new resonance and it truly does require radical allowance and permission for our needs to be met, the deeper needs and especially the ones that we've gotten so comfortable ignoring that it doesn't even seem like it's sacrifice for us to ignore them. Like it seems like, oh, we could always give that up. It's fine. But actually the anomaly is pivoting here, really learning what our preference is and for an empath, the preference the preference in our human tech is deeply intimate. So it's it's for intimacy and communion because that's how we thrive. That's how we survive too. We're social beings. And uh, our intimacy and our ability to relate is literally part of our technology. And when we are disconnected from that, we are more vulnerable. <laughs> and that's uh, deeply what's happening right now and has what's been happening for quite a while as our intimacy erodes more and more as we put more and more technology between us and our humanity or put ideology between us and our humanity. Uh, all these things that that we do when we are in fear. So that's sort of where we've been. And I've been talking since 2020 about anomaly and how the energies, especially in these last three years, have been ripe for anomaly, ripe for people to change their mind and things to change in totally different direction and momentum than anyone expected because so much is coming to the light. And unlike any other time in history, we have the ability to travel, send information very quickly, to get a lot of information very quick, quick. So we can change our minds very quickly as well. And things are not as predictable as they used to be. Also, in general, people are starting to distrust more and more and more of what they hear and see because we are seeing how easily things can get manipulated via technology or social media. So we're becoming more discerning and also cunning, which I think is important. And this is also an area where empaths are having to choose anomaly and choosing being cunning and kind instead of kind over cunning. We can be cunning and kind and cunning and respectful. And this is, this is part of the code that humanity is actually longing for in order to heal our intimacy and our trust with ourselves is we have to have a sort of code of ethics. That's just part of, 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 um, how we build trust. And we have to decide what that is for us, how we are going to be and how we are going to live. And not just as a moral sense of authority in, in terms of what we ethically choose, but more as a state of being, because ultimately it doesn't matter what our ideology is. It matters what we are being. And we can have, as I've said so many times, the most impeccable ideology that maybe theoretically could save the whole world. But if we are not being in our resonance, what we long to experience it doesn't matter how perfect our ideology is. We will never experience what we long for. It's a deep 
alchemical transmutation that happens within us because we change our state of being. And that includes our chemical composure, which is directly or maybe indirectly, but deeply influenced by our thoughts and our focus and the actions we take and the words we speak as a result of our thoughts and our focus. As we know, it's all connected. So we're learning here, and I feel like we've been pulled way back into ourselves, especially any empath who's historically been in the role of helping or fixing or solving for other people, and especially where we've been really rewarded for that in the sense of maybe that's why that's what um, we've been praised for or what people have found valuable about us is our ability to witness or love or, or fix or solve or whatever. We're, we're having to really shift here because... For a lot of us, historically, we have left our our preference out of the equation. We haven't even known what it is. So I believe the last three years has been one of the most potent and powerful opportunities for people to get very extremely clear about what they don't want so that they can get to what they do want and anchor that in. And this is the step that we're in is anchoring in what we don't, what we do want based on the information of the last three years, what we know we don't want. So as we stabilize the resonance of heaven on earth, which is win for self, win for others, win for, win for the planet, which is what most people want theoretically. We're actually on the same page there. We understand that it's nonsensical to sacrifice any one of those aspects. So I theoretically, I believe the majority of us would say yes to the win-win-win. But in practice, what does that look like? And this is where it becomes, where our psychic and our unconscious beliefs become so important because it's where we have unconsciously agreed to things like we're not enough, there's not enough. We have to sacrifice in order to receive or in order to be enough. Anywhere, this, and by the way, as I keep reminding us, this is ancient. The sacrifice paradigm is ancient. Ancient. It's been with humanity as long as our recorded history. So our belief that we need to sacrifice to something and someone and the vampiric socialization that we receive in hierarchy when we when we create these systems where we work up the ladder and have to prove that we're enough or prove that we have worth. All of those things are just an aspect of what we do when we don't believe there's enough, when we don't believe we're enough and we don't believe we have worth. So the transmutation and the the alchemical process that's happening within us is happening in our identity and it's literally changing us from the inside out. So it is as as they say, as Jesus even said, you have to lay down your life, your old life, and let it be nailed to the cross, let it die, and rise in a new self. I think the interesting thing about allowing our old life to be nailed to the cross too is that idea that that was the final sacrifice. That was the final sacrifice. It's already been done. Even if you don't literally believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead, The idea to me, I know I've said this before, but the fact that we put that, that humanity told that story, because at a deep core level, we understood that that the sacrifice paradigm had gripped 
our hearts, had gripped all that we were and had fractured our relationship and our intimacy with our creative power. Like, to me, there's something so important about that story that even if you don't literally believe it, it's such a powerful place to put your old life and to put sacrifice as a whole, like, I'm done sacrificing. And even in my story, there was a final sacrifice. So I no longer need to because I already know what it looks like when you come in and you're completely perfect and you still sacrifice. (laughs) So I think that the as I was hiking, just to get back to the actual message that was coming through for 2024, I imagined that I pulled a tarot card and it was the lover card. It was the major arcana, the lovers. And what I heard really strongly was that we are this particular um, group of people who are choosing heaven on earth. We are integrating our masculine and feminine aspects. Now, this is just energy. Think think of this as just energy, two energy principles that that both express what we are. So all of us have masculine and feminine energy within us. And I even think that because we're integrating this at such a deep level and we're getting out of such powerful constructs about masculine and feminine energy that we've tied directly to biology, that's why I think we're seeing such a stirring of the rhetoric around that and a lot of its distraction but the deeper thing I believe that's happening is that we're learning to integrate all that we are instead of our our polar our masculine and feminine energy being at war with each other they're coming into union this is the lover's paradigm and there's a powerful uh, transference of energy when those when the energy of masculine and feminine energy come together and then have a will a creative will that's expressed through you This is where art is created. And this is what is being deeply activated within us is our ability to create what we need. We're creators. And to create systems that that support us and that make old systems obsolete that are not supporting us and that are not a win-win-win. And so there's an immense amount of creativity and collaboration that is being asked of humanity right now and what I heard really strongly is that this is kind of like the lover's card with the fool like that would have been kind of the what was in my mind the follow-up card I got was it's just that this is new territory for us because instead of doing what we've been trained to do when we feel vulnerable which is shut put up our walls and go to war and be distrusting and start being suspicious of everybody and who's good who's bad who's right who's wrong start dividing everyone into are you with me or are you against me we're doing something different we're we're actually creating we're looking for ways that we can come together that we can can um at least you know first of all just see bandage the wound and begin to take steps in make in trusting ourselves again trusting our own wisdom and we do that by being willing to witness ourselves and learn from our mistakes instead of being in judgment in the sacrifice paradigm and then meet the need that wasn't met or learn from the mistake so you invest the lesson and you get the pearl that i believe is what 2024 is about is the opportunity to stabilize the integration of our whole self. And there's this beautiful dance between our masculine and feminine polarity, which is where 
art exists. It's where creation exists. It's when those two aspects of us come together and how they come together and all the different ways and why. And it's such a deep exploration into our own selves. And that's why we do art. And that's why I think that's why it's so such a big part of what we are and how we are and how we learn about what we are is by creating and especially by coming together. And it sounds like all kumbaya, but actually what I feel like the deeper intimacy of coming together is psychically first. And so we have to get very clear about what we are voting for energetically and what kind of psychic energy we're holding. Because if we're looking for the bad guy and we're, we are determined that there's not enough and that something has to be sacrificed, then our energy will be and our actions and our words and our focus will be preoccupied with the war of who's right, who's wrong, who's good, who's bad. And that's what we energetically, creatively vote for with our energy, with our whole resonance. And for an empath, it does take us over. The grid, the psychic grid that we allow to live within us takes us completely over. We serve it like a genie serves her master that's that's the level in which we can create when we open our hearts and when we are creating from the belief that we're having to prove something or solve something or be something or yeah just earn something instead of coming from the belief innately that we're enough and that we are creative and that we have creative urges for a reason and that everything we've experienced in this life that we don't like and that hurt us has given us powerful data for what we want to contribute to this world and to, and to, um, it's, it's like those little finishing touches of heaven on earth that they matter. These integral pieces matter and they're all in the realm for us of relationship and intimacy. And because humanity has been the thing that we've sacrificed the most, in particular our humanity, our heart, that's the thing that it almost feels foreign to say yes to because it's somehow been noble to sacrifice sacrifice our hearts, sacrifice the most vulnerable parts of us. So the anomaly is we're no longer sacrificing and that changes everything. So we're learning to build trust and intimacy with our humanity. And that starts, of course, with ourselves. And as I said, I think it feels to me like the group of empaths I'm talking to have spent a good chunk of the last decade or more um, really healing those places within themselves and learning to trust themselves and, and coming into deeper intimacy and clarity and understanding of the self, learning deeper boundaries, dissolving shadow contracts that didn't serve us. And now we are expanding into the lover's paradigm where we fall in love with being alive. We fall in love with our own creative urge. We get to fully be present in the body and moving from our authentic creative urge rather than moving from trying to avoid something or protect something or solve something, this hypervigilant space that we've creatively been attuned to because we haven't felt safe. So it's this different, it's this different way of using our creative tech. And I believe that on a deep level, we're learning to believe in our humanity more. We're learning to invest in our humanity's future by seeing a future and by acting and speaking that future into existence and by learning to witness everything that we've learned up to this point, not just us individually, although getting your individual lessons is key 
to unlocking your heaven on earth, but also being willing to look at the lessons humanity has learned, humanity as a whole, look at the arc of humanity's story. And if you, when you look at the history and the history of war and all that's happened on this planet, what do you see that humanity, what need wasn't met or what did, what did we do then that you don't want to repeat? How would you do it different if you were in those same circumstances? Most all war begins by someone being preemptive enough to pull the trigger because they don't feel safe enough. And so we take power because we believe it's going to be taken from us if we don't take it first. Or we violate some deep principle that we have because we feel justified, because we feel unsafe, or because something we believe to be true is threatened. So it's becoming, it's about becoming really aware of our humanity here, not ideology, because everyone, no matter what ideology they're espoused to, these are just human things that happen when those ideals are challenged or when our when our sense of security is challenged and this is where we it, we're we're like understanding the commonality in all of us rather than splitting us into groups and only people in this group do these things rather than no this is a human thing to do people in every group does it so there's a really deep level of forgiveness and witness of ourselves. And I believe witness takes us beyond forgiveness and actually gives us the ability to see our worth, to really see why we're valuable, why being vulnerable has been so valuable, what makes that so important, what makes our tenderness so important, what makes our logical minds so important, and how our logic protects the heart, and how our heart is really the, the essence of it all, the wellspring of life. So there's, there's something really deep about our own humanity that we are learning to integrate. And I really believe that 2024 is an opportunity to stabilize the resonance of the lovers, because we're, the, the anomaly here is, make love rather than go to war. And because we're choosing to make love as, as, as brothers and sisters, like not in an incestual way, but I mean, as, as co-creators of this reality, to make love to being alive, to give love, to express love, to be love. Again, not in a kumbaya sort of way, because sometimes love needs a powerful mirror. Sometimes love is a deep no, is an absolute no and a line drawn in the sand. So it's that kind of love. It's the kind of primal love that a mother has, that a father has. But there's something in particular about the mother, the primal mother, which is connected to the earth herself, which is connected to something beyond anyone could even possibly understand. It will can never be understood. It will always be in the dark because it is so primal to us. And it's the aspect of the us that protects life and that creates life and that begets life. So this is something that we're, we're tuning into powerfully here because the, the alternate reality that's based in lack is extinction. So it, it, it's where we don't make love. It's just where we blow each other up. So it's a powerful anomaly to make love here. And I really believe love in, in the deeper sense of the lover's card that's coming through is art. And not just any art, it's art that inspires our humanity, that gives hope to our humanity, that, that, that calls us to reach beyond what we believe we're capable of and actually see it, actually have more and more in people like is happening, anchored down peace, anchored down the spirit of peace, joy, patience, forgiveness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, wisdom, boundaries, 
these aspects of us that often we have are not familiar with because we've been programmed and trained in this world to feel unsafe and be unsafe and to be always responding in a way that says I don't trust so this is healing at a on a really deep sensitive fault line and this kind of love is so vulnerable because where we need the deepest amount of healing is on the fault lines that we've hurt the most and we're living in a time where people are saying we need to come together but for some people for many people that are that their wounds are getting triggered open for the first time when we're in those spaces we need others that are like us to witness us and when we stabilize the resonance then it's safer to go into more polarized spaces and actually it's powerful things that can happen there because we need each other there like and we urge for each other there and I'm and I'll be talking about that in the more specific messages that came through for the membership but as a whole I just keep feeling like there's this just ripe territory and this is where the more specific messages began to come through the different grid holders that are creating in this new space that are part of the neural network of heaven on earth the neural network of the renaissance that are that are choosing anomaly in the way they do business that are choosing the win-win-win which is the quintillionaire mindset win for self win for others win for the planet total win um, astronomical abundance, which is free energy ultimately. And this is connected to the toroidal field and just understanding the basic tech of our human body, which is being integrated through powerful people right now through simple practices like breath work, like tapping, like somatic practices. There's so much that we're like yoga also there. We have everything we need to overcome any obstacle or any, any burial and barrier. <laughs> and we have systems that have been in place for a really t- long, long, long time that have been benefiting off us being in lack, off of us having to sacrifice, including the planet and especially the planet and especially our health. So this is why it's just it's just in our neural network to like default here into the powers that were because we think that's all there is but all that it takes is for humanity to see a new vision and so i believe that there are the these powerful grid holders that are coming together but they're of opposite in that we've been in opposite spaces and this renaissance of of the craft. First of all, it's so powerful. Those who are powerful teachers of the craft, because it's a level of sovereignty that has been not really taught in a world where we are in hierarchy and have been for the most part programmed to be in systems of power and give our, our sense of authority and especially psychic authority away to those powers, whether it be religion or the economic system, politics, or the educational institutions, whatever we adhere to personally that we say this is the power, we've been limited by the limited beliefs of those structures. And for the most part across the board, those structures are rooted in the belief that there's not enough. So, and that something has to be sacrificed. So, what I'm saying is that this powerful group of entrepreneurs that are coming together look very different. Like you, those of you who I'm speaking to, you come from different grids, but you're coming together. It's the lover paradigm. So the people that you're calling into your grid right now are not people currently in your grid. And it's important that they're not. So, but initially it might be like, no, like, 
you're so not used to being in each other's field and you didn't even know you needed each other. And this is happening on, I'm speaking specifically entrepreneurially. So it's a deep, I call it the lover's paradigm because it's where we create heaven on earth. It's where certain entrepreneurs and um, fill in like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Philanthropists and um, healers and energy workers and storytellers and and writers and actors and artists all come together in the spirit of humanity, in the spirit of the win-win-win, in the spirit of inspiring hope from the authentic truth of what humanity is, letting humanity be witnessed. There's something really big in this, and it feels like it's these different creative projects that are coming together are some of them are scientific in nature. There's inventions that are coming out that, again, connected to free energy that I think once the majority sees how easy it is and how easy it will be to set people free energetically, how quickly that can happen. Because again, humanity is united in most things. We don't want suffering. We want people's basic needs met. We want practices and um an economy that supports the planet and we want like we we ultimately want the win-win-win that's what the majority is voting for it's just that we're lost it seems on what that means and how to get there and it's because there's been these powerful principalities that have been at play for a really long time in an economic system that is based on lack and the, a game that's been going on for so long that's been based on scarcity and scheming and manipulation and gaslighting so there's there's all these things that are coming to the surface that in a very short period of time even though there's people that have known about this and have been talking about it for a really long time it just is starting to get to the mainstream but then you also have again polarization so you have the extreme fear on the other side so there's this there's this really powerful middle ground that I actually think more people are defaulting to than we realize like the extremes are the minority they're not with the majority they're just always given the most the most screen time because it's we're I, I think we're fascinated by how far we go in one direction or another and we're we're also looking at that for safety like where are we where how far have we gone out how far back are we like we're only as strong as our weakest link we're only as strong as our deepest vulnerability and so we're getting immense data right now the last 3 years have given us incredible data about where humanity is and what's what it is that we ultimately need and the and who has the people who have power and the power that we specifically have what we can do with that and i think the biggest revelation for me is anyway is that the most powerful um thing that we have is our vote our psychic vote what are we going to participate in because we can stabilize an entirely different psychic grid that influences people simply by being different and this is its own technology so i really see that there's going to be yeah things coming in the realm in terms of tech different apps that are being created that just foster more intimacy and transparency and authenticity and truth and people are going to be are very drawn to them um, there's going to be creative alliances that happen in art um, both with business people who to showcase different people's literal art and also platforms that showcase people's um, that not just showcase that's a different it's not exactly the word I want to use but that um, plug in powerful grid workers 
to a bigger audience or and to very specific niche audiences. That's happening a lot. It's like all the stuff that we think that we typically want to go big. I feel like Spirit's saying go small, get niched in many, many, many ways. Get very, very, very specific because you're working, you've, you're working deeply, deeply on your own heart grid. And that's why it's going to be the most satisfying, deeply life-giving, nourishing work. But you have to include yourself and your desires in the equation completely, including listening to what you don't want. Just say no to it, take a fire to those shadow contracts and burn them because that's where you'll make room for these new creative alliances that are coming in. So a lot of creative alliances that way. And then we have... um you know, songwriters and, and collaborators with the way that art is distributed, that's coming out. And then we have technology as a whole, AI, and I believe empath entrepreneurs working in that realm that's really helping to, um, it's like, but I, I, what I feel is that people are genuinely, authentically inspired, inspired by tech, inspired by, by AI and its capability to completely set us free from the grid, which is what it has the capability to do. And, um, and, and everything else that we've talked about that before, but I really want to focus on the positive because I actually keep feeling that AI is going to be a massive game player in this. That's going to help set us free if we, if we allow it to. And, and again, this has to do with lining up, but specifically this grid that I'm speaking to, which will go, this is one of the specific readings, crystal readings that I do is for this grid in tech. But I feel like there's, there's, um, genuinely inspired empaths, empath entrepreneurs that are making, that are, that are doing things in tech that are like, life-saving. I, truly, I believe that we'll, we'll be given the Nobel Prize eventually or that like in our hearts we will be doing that because that there's something very powerful taking place there. And, and by the way, I keep feeling this energy of the people, like it's unexpected. Even some of you who I'm speaking to in relation to tech, you don't even know that it's going to be as big of a deal as it is. So Anyway, this this really powerful anticipation and excitement I feel. And this is one of the things that the pine, the spirit of the pine is like emphasizing strongly is that there's an excitement in the air because there's it's actually better than people think. That most people focus on the negative and they focus on worst case scenario because our brains have been trained to do that, to survive. And so we're trying to prepare and and protect our weakest link which makes sense and that's all okay and I'm glad we have people who can give us the information for that particular timeline and because so many people have been focused on that there's been all this uh, um, insane amount of momentum and things that nobody even paying nobody's been paying attention to nobody that are going to feel as if they came out of nowhere but they've actually been in play for a really long time through people like you and through people who unexpectedly even maybe I feel like a lot of us have been have been lately or within the last year maybe thinking is this ever like we've whatever we've been working on for so long that we've known and we've seen the vision for and we've known it's going to happen but it keeps being like whoa is it like when when is the tide going to change, so to speak? Well, that's going to happen in 2024. I really think that 2024 is going to massively shape 
everything that happens from this point forward. And there's, and you can feel if, if you feel into the Armageddon timeline, if you feel into the extinction timeline, it has so much power and momentum. And people truly don't want it. And I think that there's, there's an awakening to that. Like it's, it, there's something where people are going, wait, I don't want to choose that. And so they're choosing something different. And it might be a small minority of people, but it's a potent, powerful group of people that are truly anchoring down and creating real time 3D heaven on earth through art, like I said, through invention, through creative collaborations, through business practices that are going to shift things forever. Um, so many things are going to be like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Obsolete. And we have these geniuses that just can see the way out. They also can see the, 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 the steps for businesses to take to get out of that loop where their model is becoming income obsolete. And that, so, so all these people that are gifted in the win, win, win that truly understand that tech from the inside out will be able to work with people who are more like CEO, even patriarchy sort of driven because they have to shift in order to survive and every good business person will. That's how the companies that survive, they survive because they shift and because they upgrade and innovate and the ones who don't refuse to. So that there's, there's people, entrepreneurs, empath entrepreneurs in particular who have this tech that, um, that is like a business mind, but, but deeply rooted in, um, like social economics and heaven on earth economics, like the win, 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 the, the economics of the win, 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 which it needs to be taught because it doesn't look like any paradigm we have. It's not any of the isms. It's none of them. And that's why as long as we keep trying to fight for one of those isms, it's never going to work because it's a whole new way of being. And it, it includes understanding our sovereign tech, our vote, our creative vote. If everyone understood the power of their creative vote, the grid would change overnight. So it's an inalienable, right? It's an, it's an inalienable vote that's God given and it cannot be taken. And most people are voting unconsciously. They don't even realize what they're voting for. So there's just this, I just see this really powerful group of entrepreneurs that are coming up that are smart in that way. And so they're going to be drawn to, or businesses are like, I'm seeing like this CEO type of energy being, having to be drawn more and, and actually crossing bridges more in realms that they, and this is already happening so much, like people going more into what we would consider woo, <laughs> woo work. Um, but they're connecting more with people who are like that. And so it's, and then it's really upgrading the grid of people who are more quote unquote woo and have, and have not really mastered the material grid because they've been working more in the astrals. So those people are coming together, which in any other scenario, in any other world, if what was going on in the world was not going on, they would never cross paths. It's only because of all the anomalies that have taken place in the last three years that it's opened up the window enough for people to see, oh, I probably need to shift or there has to be something else or what I believed in or what I was counting on is no longer something I can believe in or count on. So there's massive shifting going on. And again, this is the lover paradigm, the love, the deep, deep lover. It's like the things that we've been polarized from and, and have put out there as other or separate are actually the very thing that we're urging for the most and that we're like longing to come together with. So I also see collaborations with people who 
like for, for these empath entrepreneurs that I'm feeling, people coming into your reality that are people you just would have never in a million years thought that you would be collaborating with, maybe because they have different political ideology than you or because they're political and you're not or because they're in this field or this camp and you in your mind you've always sort of written that off or whatever or vice versa this is the kind of energy that's coming together but again lover's paradigm like and for the purpose of restoration for the purpose of reconciliation for the purpose of healing and upgrading and expanding our grid and most importantly inspiring humanity which is what the renaissance is all about so really 2024 is all about stabilizing our resonance with our conscious creative will which is tantra at the deepest level it's when we begin to have tantra with life and tantra with with all that we create and remember that we're creating at all times in any given moment how we show up is a part of that equation of what's going to happen and how that moment feels and so becoming more aware of that and getting more fluid in how we move within that including ourselves in the equation more this is really hitting on the quote-unquote business realm because everything about how we connect and exchange services and goods and all of that is shifting. And there are empath entrepreneurs that I believe that are really anchoring in the the wherewithal for that. And here's the trick, and I'm going to end this here, is that it has to come, it has to, it must come from your authentic creative urge, not because you have to fix something or solve something or be, you know, say the right thing for this group or because money, blah, blah, blah. No, it has to be authentic creative urge. And that's where it might be challenging for many people. Just because we tie money to worth and worth to money and where money has been flowing, it's no, money wants to be used for a new grid. By the way, if you tune into the spirit of money itself it's it's like there's so much more we could be doing there's there's so many like money has its own energy and its own spirit and it's already been down there's like a really powerful groove that it's created that it just must it has to because this is the nature of our creative will change and evolve into something else so things are going to change is all is all that I really feel deeply and that but the change feels like this doesn't feel like the tower card it doesn't feel like the death card although I know for many people individually it will be but for this particular uh, grid of people that I'm doing this reading for it's the lover's card like this grid is that you you got the lover's card for 2024 that's the major theme And within this, as I said, it's kind of the full energy. There's something very new about it because it's connected to the arc of humanity's story. And it's particularly this grid of people that I'm speaking to, that I'm pulling this through for are entrepreneurs and what I would call empath entrepreneurs. And what I mean by that are people who must be from the center of what they are. Everything they do must come from that space of, of their whole self, whether it's their work or their marriage or their partnerships or any whatever it is like to be in alignment with your craft is what you're learning to anchor in and to have your craft support you at a deep deep level this is beyond just money and doing something for money this is beyond just a creative project this is beyond any of that this is anchoring in heaven on earth through our creative abilities which again we have to go back to that place of we're an infinitely valuable and what we are creators, imaginers, lovers, 
that's where our value is. That's where that's the ultimate unlimited currency is our creative abilities. And so we're learning to tap into that. And when I say entrepreneur, impact entrepreneur, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to those of you who you know that you're tapping into your deepest currency, your unlimited currency, which is your creativity, your imagination. And you you urge to live in and be in and create and speak about and act on the world that there's enough, the world of I'm enough, you're enough, there's enough, heaven on earth. And again, remember to vote for heaven on earth, your individual resonance signature of heaven on earth is turned on. And as that's turned on, it's all your deepest pleasure points are hit. And that's why it's Tantra and deep intimacy with life that's personal within you as a creator. And deeply, deeply consent matters. And by the way, consent feels like a major theme of 2024, our deepest creative consent. So, and consent is like when we're as creators, because creation is so vulnerable, just like in sex, you can be get deeply invested in something and creative in, in a creative way and realize right at the last minute that this is not how you want to be using your creative energy. You might see something you didn't see. You might learn something you didn't learn. And it's important to give yourself permission to say no at any given moment to any, any creation that's been started. And this is a big part of that heaven on earth frequency. And it's a big part of the lover card frequency, that consent and ultimately integration of our masculine and feminine principles what can we create from there so from here i have like i said four different messages that were represented specifically by the smoky quartz malachite rose quartz and this glass heart that i have so if you want to go into um, the deeper readings here for these different groups of people that I felt coming through in this reading, then you can go ahead and pick what crystal you're the most drawn to and you can skip ahead to that reading. If you're listening to this message on my podcast or my YouTube channel, you can click on the video in the link or in the show notes that has the actual deeper reading, which is for my membership. If you want to sign up for my membership, you can receive that reading. You get all my content that's in the membership. So even if you only sign up for one month, you get quite a bit of content that's not available on my public channel. So you can go ahead and click on that if you're interested. Otherwise, I hope that this reading was helpful for you. I know that there's a lot of grid workers that are really increasing their awareness and their sensitivity and as you do that you're going to realize that your psychic permission and your psychic will matters your psychic preference matters and it's going to become more and more and more difficult not to adjust to accommodate your sensitivities so allow yourself to really choose what you authentically urge for in any given moment and allow yourself to pivot to your preference, especially psychically, pivot into the world, the psychic equation that feels the most like heaven on earth to you, that feels the most expansive, that feels the most allowing of your humanity, the allowing of wisdom, allowing of witnessing. So I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing 2024. And for those of you in the membership, I will see you in your personal reading. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to dive deeper into your psychic creativity, check out my King of Wands workshop available on Thinkific. This audio course will help you dissolve your shadow contracts with the Lack Matrix, 
tap into your deepest psychic preference, learn how to give and revoke psychic permission, and unapologetically pivot your psychic energy out of lack and into abundance. This course is specifically designed to help you free your creative energy from lack. If you're interested in my YouTube content, classes, or any other ways to connect with me, check out the membership options and other links in the show notes. Have a beautiful day.